Amen. Take your copy of God's Word and turn this morning to Psalm 46. The 46th Psalm. As we look at God's Word together. Be still and know. Be still and know. That seems so out of place today, doesn't it? I mean, really, as you think about who we are in our culture, it seems so out of place to even suggest to someone to be still. Most of the time, we're talking about hurrying up, getting somewhere, doing something. Most all of us, most all of us have packed calendars. We have daily activities. We have all kinds of things to do, right? Maybe not so many in here, but most individuals outside of these walls that are not connected with us, most people have all kinds of activities. There are so many different things that we can be a part of. To think that we are to be still and to know, it flies in the face, basically, of contemporary values. Most today say you've got to be doing something in order to be productive. And so many times we fall into that kind of mentality. I remember early on in my ministry that I would go back and forth to the seminary and, you know, I was trying to stay so busy at different things that were going on. I was trying to finish up my degree. Of course, uh, Leslie and I were married. We uh, were trying to, of course, work on our relationship there in those first few years. I was pastoring a church and it seemed like always that I felt like I needed to be doing something in order to be productive to be productive. And I would find myself from time to time even sharing some of those things. If I ran into church members, man, I would tell them about all the hospital visits I'd made that day and I'd tell them about other things that were going on until one day, one day God kind of challenged me on that. And he said, why are you having to tell people all about these different things that you're doing? And God hit me hard on that question and I realized that my productivity was not based upon how many trips I made or even declaring it to other people. Instead, there were moments in my life that I, would to be, I was to be productive just before him and developing my relationship with him. Be still and know. Today, as we look at God's word together, as we think about all the activity, we think about all the different things that come at us. Really, to be honest with you, even the day-to-day trials, God allows us to work on our relationship with Him. As in many ways, we see the value of our relationship with God through those daily activities, through those trials, through whatever comes our way. We see the certain value of our relationship with God. I want you to hear what this psalmist says as he reflects upon the events, as he reflects upon the activities of daily life, even some of the most difficult days that you could ever imagine, and how he brings it back to the relationship that he has with God. Beginning in verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her 
just at the break of dawn. The nations raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The psalmist speaks about all the different things of the world and all the different events and all the different activities that could challenge one's faith and one's relationship with God. And yet he brings it back to the value of this relationship that we can have the God above. I want you to see this today. I want you to understand that as you look at the value of this relationship and what this relationship does, that it brings both stability and security to our lives. Your relationship with God, listen to me this morning, your relationship with God will bring stability in the midst of instability. Your relationship with God will give you something that is stable, that you can find foundational for your life. Even when everything else seems to be unstable, you can find stability in your relationship with God. Notice again the descriptions that this psalmist gives us. Very much apocalyptic-like events that he describes. He talks about natural upheaval. He talks about national upheaval. Notice again in verse 2, it says, Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Notice these events that are described. The idea of the mountains themselves shaking and eventually slipping in to the sea. How incredible of a sight that would be. I mean, most of us today could not even begin to imagine that. That's the reason I say it's almost descriptive of apocalyptic type of events. That the mountains would go through such a cataclysmic challenge and change that they would slip into the sea itself. Now, many of us, we enjoy maybe going to the mountains and enjoying their beauty. Uh, for many years, my family and I have gone up to the Smoky Mountains at different times and just kind of enjoyed the beauty. Yes, I ended up spending a lot of money at... What were those things, Leslie? Those little events, you know, those things that manipulate you and bring you in and trick you, when, especially as children. They have a little track around and bumper car. Yes, we've done that, unfortunately. We have done those things. But just the beauty of the mountains, of just riding around and the serenity and the peace. I, I couldn't even begin to imagine the mountains trembling in such a way that they would be removed and even slip into the sea. Mountains, when I look at mountains, they are as about as stable of a geographical feature as you could think of. I mean, mountains, they are where they are. They don't move. They, they don't shift around. You, you know, when you go 
to the hills of North Mississippi? Yeah, some of you, some of you already had an affection. I could tell. When you go to the hills of Mississippi, you don't go up to one hill one day and, and notice it and take, take interest in it and think, well, maybe tomorrow that hill will move a little bit down the road. Maybe I can get that hill to move onto my property because it's a beautiful piece of property. I'd love for that hill. The hills don't move. Mountains don't move. And yet, what the psalmist says is even in that moment when the mountains, the most stable thing that you can imagine, when it slips into the sea, in that moment, you could still find stability in your relationship with God. Even when there's natural upheaval. Lived in South Louisiana, as you know, for some time and being in the Baton Rouge area, we experienced some of the consequences, at least the movement, if you will, from Katrina, from Rita. We especially in the Baton Rouge area, we were impacted by a storm called Gustav. We saw what hurricanes could do in many ways. You know, living here, obviously, over the last few weeks, we've seen what devastation flooding could bring. Now down in Houston, we look all around us and we're reminded, we're reminded daily of all of the natural upheaval that can occur. But not just natural upheaval that he describes. He describes the in instability of national upheaval. Notice, if you will, in verse 6, it says, The nations raged, the kingdoms themselves were moved. So get this, not only, not only was nature demonstrating this upheaval, but nations themselves were moved. Kingdoms were coming against one another. Nations were struggling against one another. He says, in the midst of that, in the midst of all the instability of national upheaval, we could have stability. Now again, that is of great import to us today, I think especially when we think about all the national upheaval that we see or international upheaval that we see all around the world. I mean, now we turn on televisions and we watch a little bit of the local news and it almost doesn't surprise us anymore that there's been a terrorist attack in a certain area of the world. Or maybe that people are talking about rogue nations and their involvement with nuclear weapons. I mean, that doesn't surprise... That's almost the order of the day. That's what we have come to expect as we've turned on the television. And that's not to mention... That's not to mention the chaos that we see in our own nation from everyday news. Chaos. And I'm just talking about the presidential election, right? <laughs> I mean, we see instability all around us. Instability all around us. And what the psalmist has described for us, well, again, are those unfathomable events. Mountains, kingdoms, other things... 
That doesn't even take into account, my friends, our daily challenges. That doesn't even take into account how every day we see instability. Maybe it's with our job. Maybe it's with our family. Maybe it's with our personal life. But it seems like instability is the order of the day, even in our personal lives. So listen, my friends. Understand that your relationship with God gives you stability in the midst of instability. He says, be still and know that I am God. Know. It means to know him by experience. It means to know him in relationship. It means to know him in intimacy. In the midst of all those things, when you see all those things going on around you, he says, you focus on your relationship with God because that is what is stable. Because God's still there. Hear that language all throughout this psalm. The language of God's presence. He says in verse 1, a very present help in trouble. In verse 5, he says, God is in the midst of her and shall not be moved. Verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. In verse 11, again, the Lord of hosts is with us us. Do you hear that? The picture, do you see the picture that is painted? He says, you've got all this instability on one hand, but on the other hand, you can count on this. When you look at your relationship with God, it's still there. God's still there. And you can find stability in the midst of all of this chaos. You can still find him. Again, the images that are used the idea of the city, the tabernacle, it being the place where God would reside. God was there for the people of Israel. He said, if you come back, God's presence is still here. You can know that. He is with you and he is going to guide you and he's going to be there to help you. And how much more for us who are believers on this side of the cross and the resurrection? How much more so that Christ would be there for us? When we go to him and the Holy Spirit residing within us constantly, he is with us. Even though the environment around us may be changing, we can find stability and strength in our relationship with God. Well, many of you have those type of relationships. I mean, relationships you can count upon. Relationships you can bank on. Right? Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your daughter, your son, your father, your mother. Maybe it's, maybe it's that individual that sits by you in Sunday school on Sunday morning. Individuals that are just there with you. Individuals that help you. Individuals that give you stability. I mean, you know who they are. You can just count upon them always in your life. You've got some folks like that. If you don't, you need to develop some folks like that. And how's the best way to do that? Become a person like that. Become a person like that for somebody else and experience it because it means so much to know that somebody else is there with you that you can count upon. And now other people may change. The world may go after its own, but 
those individuals you know, they're like a rock to you, a foundation to you. They will be there with you. It's a tremendous relationship. And sometimes just their being, being there makes so much of the difference. I learned some years ago this phrase, the ministry of presence. Brother BK, I think we as pastors, we ought to learn that phrase. And I think we as believers ought to learn that phrase. What does it mean? It just means being there. Just means being there in some difficult days, different times. That you're just there. You're steady. And you're there. I served in Zachary after a long time pastor, um, Dr. Wayne Barnes had been there about 39 years. Great, great pastoral ministry that he had where he was just there. You would hear people talk about, well, he was just there. Now, if you know Wayne, Dale knows him. Others may know him. Paul, you travel with him. He's, he's not the most uh, talkative kind of guy. Well, he'll talk about his trips and his family, right? But otherwise, he's not the most, let's say outgoing individual he's a wonderful guy but not outgoing i ain't got to worry he's not going to listen to this sermon i guarantee you. he didn't listen to me when i was in zachary he's not going to listen to this one i don't think <laughs> not outgoing but they would say he was there he was there and that spoke to me spoke to me as a young pastor who was there at zachary it spoke to me that he was there made so much of a difference when people were going they could look up and they could see him now get this. this. This is what's the most incredible thing. You and I are not just dependent upon our friends, our family members, our pastors. What the scripture teaches us is that when we go through some of the most difficult of days, when the world seems like it is in chaos, we look up and guess what? God is there. And that should provide for us stability. And it should provide for us opportunities to focus on that relationship. When all, when all these things are going on around us, my friends, I suggest, I encourage you to stop, to be still and just know for a moment the relationship that you have with God. Know that He is God and focus upon that relationship. Think of Jesus, His relationship to the Father. Specifically, at the beginning during and at the end of his ministry, he would withdraw specifically to focus on his relationship with the Father. In the beginning of his ministry, as he would withdraw into the wilderness and he would seek the Father to prepare him. Many times through his ministry, what would he do? He would withdraw from all of the things around him just to focus upon that relationship with the Father. That Thursday night before his death, he withdraws to the garden. And he once again seeks the heartbeat, the will of the Father above. Our relationship with God gives us stability in the midst of instability. And what he wants us to do is to just be still to withdraw, to come to Him, and to focus upon that... You, you can count upon Him because He is going to be there. 
allow him to give you stability and allow him to provide for you security. Because these go hand in hand. Your relationship with God, well, it provides stability in the midst of instability. But your relationship with God also provides security in the midst of insecurity. Security in the midst of insecurity. Now, think of this, the way it goes together here. When things are not stable, when things are in chaos, often we become insecure. I do. I mean, I will look around me and I'll see all the events of the world. Um, I will see the different concerns that I have and that other people have. And before you know it, an attitude of insecurity can overwhelm me. Can overwhelm me. I can be insecure when I'm getting on a plane to travel somewhere. Insecure about the direction of certain aspects of our government. I can become insecure in so many things. And yet, when I focus upon my relationship with God, I find security in the midst of insecurity. I find security and safety. Again, look at the words that are used. Refuge, strength. He is our help. I find security in him. When I was raised up in North Mississippi, we had some, something that we called storm houses, storm shelters. Some of you may not know what those are. I can tell some of you are drifting off, so you wouldn't know even if you... Storm houses, storm shelters. We had them up in North Mississippi. And look, every time, every time it seemed like it thundered outside, my parents would grab me out of my bed, and they would take me to the storm house. I, I so despised in so many ways getting up. I mean, it always seemed like a false alarm. I mean, it was just a thunder. Come on, folks. But again, they had been through some times. Tupelo, Mississippi itself had been devastated by a tornado many, many years prior. And because of that and that attitude that would be found in individuals' minds... You had all these storm shelters that dotted the landscape and you had this propensity to run to the storm house every time something was going on. So again, they would jerk me out of bed. My sister, they would get her up. We would go into the storm house. It was in the side of this hill. We would go down in it. We would be struggling uh, with candles and all of that. Now I'm thinking how foolish those things are right now. You just get your cell phone or so just bring it with you and turn on the light but we had candles and all these other things there we would light the candles and the more light that filled the place the more horror that came in my heart why because I could see um, the spiders and the insects and one time there was a snake shed that was over there and I was thinking to myself oh this is awesome this is a great place to run to for safety you know here we are moved down to South Louisiana. My mom came down one time, and uh, we were visiting a little bit, and she knew about the hurricanes and all the different things. She said, Reggie, she said, where's your storm shelter? 
I said, Mama, I live in South Louisiana. Yeah, well, that, you got all kinds of storms. You got all kinds of things coming through. You need a storm shelter. I said, yes. If we had a storm shelter in South Louisiana, we would drown. You understand? <laughs> Everything runs down here. I mean, it runs all the way down. The, I mean, you know, we are tilted this way. It's coming down to us. Yeah, we're not, no, we're not, we don't have a storm shelter. But we would run to the storm shelter. It's kind of that place of safety from all of the wind and, and all the other things that the storm could bring. There's a place that at least was designed in theory as a refuge. Now get this. God is our refuge. He is our security in the midst of insecurity. He's the place we can run to. He's the place we can find strength and help. He wants us to experience Him. He wants us to experience that shelter that He is. Martin Luther, as he reflected upon this psalm, he wrote that hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Even even as he had taken up residence in a fortress to withstand the opposition that was coming against him because of his belief, because of his trust in God and his teaching that salvation came by faith alone. Even as he was there, he recognized that it was God who was providing for him and giving him the safety and the security. And for us, as we look around and we see so much insecurity... It's within our relationship that we find peace and confidence. The Lord of hosts is with us. Come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. In other words, he is the one that brings the victory. He brings the true security. Everything else bows before him. Be still again. Be still and know that I'm God. So in the moments of my insecurity, when I'm thinking about all these different things, these different challenges, maybe natural challenges, national challenges, maybe my day-to-day challenges, I'm called to stop. And to recognize that my security is ultimately in him. Be still and know. That word be still, by the way. Different translations of it, if you study the original language, can mean something like relax. I love the way one individual translated that. He suggested that it means to cease striving. To cease Striving. Think about that concept for a moment. I mean, how many of us just strive and strive and strive? We see the insecurities, we see the instabilities, and what do we do? We strive more. We strive more. We strive more. And actually here, what the psalmist is saying is stop your striving. Stop all those self-efforts. Stop all those things that you're trying to do. Now, Listen, I know God wants us to be effective and he wants us to be workers. Please, after this service, don't come and give me another message about how we're to work till he comes and all. I know that. I got it, okay? 
What he's talking about here is this self-effort and this self-confidence that we have in ourselves. And we're, we think we're all going to make it better by just striving more, striving more. We can somehow, oh, we can, we can put, take the mountain and we can put it back in place if we just strive a little harder. May we all admit in this place, no, we can't. No, we cannot. But I know a God who can. And I have a relationship with that God. And I find security there with Him. When I withdraw, when I am still, when I know, when I develop that... This is what is tremendous about this passage. Is that it reminds me that even through the instability and even through the insecurity... I can find moments to actually build my relationship with God. You would think it would challenge my relationship. No. It can strengthen my relationship. You think it could somehow devastate my faith. No, it can grow my faith. Because when I stop for a moment, and when I put my attention on Him and the relationship I have with Him. And it's away from all of these other disasters and difficulties. I am stronger because of my faith and my trust. Cease striving. Just stop and know that He's God. There's there's a lot of creational language that you find in the psalm as it talks about mountains and seas. and It reminds me of the creator God that we have, that all those things have been created by God. And it reminds me of the great celebration that was to be had by the people of Israel every week. On a day they called the Sabbath, which was rooted in creation. You remember? And God rested. The Sabbath day. A time of reflection, a time of just stopping, a time where they would cease to strive. And on that Sabbath, they would recall the creation, the Creator and what He had done. They would stop. They would recognize the unique relationship they had with this creator and they would celebrate that be still and know kind of like saying to us hey take a sabbath for a moment relax cease the striving rest in him recognize that he is over everything and that security comes only through him. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. The Lord of the army. The captain. The general. He is fighting on our behalf. Just stop. Even the musical terms that are used here. Selah. Some of you see that in the psalm. So many people ask, hey, what does that mean? Well, it was our best interpretation, understanding of it. It was just a point in the psalm where they were to stop. For a moment, a pause, like a musical term, to just pause. 
and to absorb what had been sung, what had been stated. For us this morning, it may be a Sabbath, it may be a sila, it may just be a, it's just a moment to stop and to recognize that our relationship with God, it provides us stability in the midst of instability and security in the midst of insecurity. It's a moment for us to grow. It's a moment for us to find peace. And I pray this morning that the significance of that relationship we have with him, that that significance would be demonstrated in who we are, what we're doing, no matter what's going on around us, and that we just stop for a moment. And that we'd know that he is God. He will be exalted. He will be praised. Because our God, <laughs> our God rules. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you today. And Lord, through the upheavals of our lives, we trust you. We believe you're there. We believe we can count upon this relationship. And God, this morning, whatever we're facing, whatever difficulty, whatever insecurities, whatever instabilities, Lord, I pray that we would pause, we'd cease from our striving, our own self-efforts, and Lord, this day we'd focus upon that one true relationship we'd have with you that's always certain, that's eternal, and that we'd celebrate who you are in that relationship. Speak to us now through this moment of reflection and invitation. Speak clearly in Jesus' name.